Hi, and welcome to the 113th edition of the Keen Minds podcast, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is Season 8, Episode 6, The Wellstone Agency. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I am Tessa. And how did you like the episode? I had a lot of mixed emotions about it. Um, we'll d- deep dive into those, obviously, as we go along. But um, I thought The Blacklister was fantastic. Loved yes, it. it. Very creative. And one of those, I really felt like it was one of those, well, of course bad guys would have that. But I also had never really thought about thought it. Thought about it, yeah. It was very clever, and I really loved the setup and the thought that went into it. So we'll cover that, you know, mm-hmm. in more depth. But I loved the Blacklister. The whole thing with Glenn just broke my heart because, I mean, Clark, it's it's yeah. just... It's so sad, and I think they did, you know, very well by him, and I, I thought it was very respectfully done, and I don't know how James ever got through that speech. It's Oh, he put it all in there. That's why oh, he's the, the actor he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, I actually love the episode. I love the uh, the, the lightness of it. Um I had no complaints. It was it was a beautiful tribute. It was a fun episode. It was a great blacklister. I have no complaints about it. Um. Okay. So let let's jump into mine. Um, yeah. My my we singular will. complaint <laughs> remains Elena Park. And so I I have really been struggling with Park because I I want to like her. I I prefer to enjoy the different characters on a show that I'm watching. I like to deep dive into their, why they do the things they do, their personalities. Even if they're not my favorite, I still like to understand where they're coming from. To me, Park rings hollow. The only time we see anything about her background or her life outside of the task force is for a plot point. Mm-hmm. So we met when we got the situation with her mother, it was because, well, we need to, you know, have this case. And so this is why. And today or Friday's episode, it was, we need this tie in here. We need, we need to make her go, you know, totally bananas, cuckoo bananas. (laughs) Um, And so let's give her this for, it just, everything outside the task force feels hollow it feels like oh well we need this to happen so therefore we're introducing this Mm. it's it's not hard I mean it is and it isn't I mean writing within itself is just difficult but to to drop little things to give us little things they uh, one thing they did do uh she speaks Korean okay cool like that's those types of little things and part of it is that she's new but the other part of it is that unless they need her for a specific plot point, she fades to the background. It feels forced. I think that we've had this conversation before in another iteration of of a, of a, of a park uh, heavy episode. I feel that it's not it's not a question of the character or the writing, much less the actor. I think that oh, no. I think it, the actress is great. She's just not given we, a whole lot to work we, with. We couldn't get it would be almost impossible. I mean, Samar came into season two 
And it was a while before we got to understand, and she got a lot of emphasis put in at the beginning to help. But now when they introduce Park, I mean, it's in its way way into 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 so many seasons we know so much about the other characters that there is no way you can bridge that gap it doesn't matter i mean think about any of the characters that have been introduced lately none of them would be as powerful as the ones that were introduced early on because you get i mean i it's, it's almost like you you're you're trying to to focus on one thing in the distance and one thing in the in the foreground and you can't you know like if you're going to shoot a gun you get up you get to just look at the side you can't look at the here and there here you get to do that doesn't work it's very hard to do a distance and 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 close and get a good sense of it this is characters we know too much i think that was the mistake other series can introduce that because it's a rotating cast of characters one of them goes another one comes one of them goes another one comes but we haven't had any character leave except when samar left and now they introduce her not even immediately after but it's just there is no match. We know about Park, about the same that we knew in the same amount of episodes she's been in doing something else other than, sure, I'll go over there, I do this, that we knew about the episodes in season one, about the other characters in season one. It's, I agree with you to a point. I, I agree with you that it's very difficult. The, they, they were up against massive odds when it comes to introducing her in season seven, that that's just tough. I, I'm not, I'm not at all trying to make it sound like, you know, that the writing team's terrible or anything, because you know how much respect I have mm-hmm. to this writing team, and I think that's one reason I'm harder with them on different things is because I know the level of talent that this group has, and they do. Like every writer they've got is truly talented, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that's one reason I get so frustrated. And but when we come across people like Park. Because, I mean, even just, like, let's just take this episode in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And what they were using her for, what she was doing. We had the friend that, okay, we, we have an introduction to a friend. Cool. That, that introduces us into this. This is a woman that's been with the FBI for years. She's not new. She's not unaware of the way that the justice system works. And yet she goes... Her friend is in the hospital, or her friend, you know, gets attacked. She, uh, friend ends up in the hospital. She goes without any evidence and arrests this guy alone without any, I mean, unless you're watching the crime in progress, you would have to take certain steps and clear it with your superior to be able to arrest someone like that. The way she did it, the fact that she was so surprised that nothing stuck is absurd to me. And it just, it painted her as, and, and Cooper said, you know, you're highly emotional in this. And I understand that. And, but that, to me, well, yes, that's accurate. I don't understand how she got to this point in her career 
if that's the way she reacts all the time. We have one of two situations. Either she's always been a loose cannon, which the, the previous episode from last season that focused in on her seems to indicate that she has extreme loose cannon moments that people have covered up for. Still don't understand why her former team covered for her. Didn't really make the sense. Way they with the cover kind of for maybe? Maybe. That's the only, but And maybe it's just because we didn't know the team very well. But so we either have a loose cannon that is somehow managed to pass both psychological evaluations that would be required within the FBI and get away with random arrests and just ignoring the law in general for years. I don't know how old There's a reason to be, why Liz chose her. I understand, but oh boy, you're so familiar. Hang on. I, I understand that, but with Liz, we've watched this progression of a woman that at least wore the mask of doing it by the book at the beginning. She didn't. There were plenty of things that she wanted, but she was much better at faking it, and she wasn't doing things in the extreme. We've watched the progress of Liz pushing, you know, walking up that line and towing over it, towing over the line. Over the course of eight seasons at this point. With Park, she's either done this over the years and somehow, I mean, Liz is in this situation. It's a very, she has people watching her back on this. There's a reason she's gotten away with the stuff she's gotten away with. It's a very specific setup that she's in. I don't think Parks had that, and I don't under. I, I would have a difficult time wrapping my mind around. Okay, well, there's an identical task force just like this one with the same, you know, emotional makeup of this that did the same thing for Park. I don't think that's being said. I don't think that's being indicated. And so she's either it either doesn't make sense from that way, or she's just suddenly gone cuckoo and um, is bashing a dude's head in with an ashtray. And that it felt, even just the shot of it, felt so disconnected, almost like they took a scene or two out, and maybe they did, in between and went, oh, we don't have time for this, so we're going to just skip what got her here and try to do it in flashback. Well, but that is exactly what they did with uh, Frankie. And yeah, I with- know. And that, that's what I mean about that she has a history of doing this. And somehow has gotten to this point. I, I, I go back to why Liz chose her. Because it, they have a very peculiar way of introducing her. This is not like Cooper chose her or, you know, Aram, um, Aram was chosen by Cooper. The rest of them probably was influenced by Red. This one is introduced by Liz. And I find it interesting that this is the one she came to as the best one, the best match for the task force. So I think that it's more a reflection on Liz than it is a reflection on the character herself. Obviously, she goes crazy. She has this this emotional things. It resonates to me with Liz that has this emotional thing. Oh, this woman who said was my mother I'm going to go now berserk and bomb a hospital. Why wouldn't I choose a woman who bashes somebody with an ashtray? It seems like me. I I agree with that. I, I fully agree from the Liz point of view there, that that makes sense. My sticking point is the logic that it takes to get Park to a point where Liz could even choose her. Like, how is she still there? It's... uh. 
I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Gale. Um, when Gale did his crazy thing, he was asked to take a step back for a while. We, you know, he was nuts, and he was nuts by the time we got him. But there were certain pieces of his past that were released, like, oh, okay, well, he was asked to take a step back from the FBI for a while. It's little things were released. I thought he was a very good way of introducing a character late in. I was actually really bummed they didn't stick with him. Yes. Oh, he was nuts. Absolutely crazy. And I'm cool with Park being nuts. I'm okay with that. You know, but it's just that she's not in a very different way than Gail. Gail was not, but very good at what he did. I think yeah. that's the reason why he was asked to step away is because you could have he he was the only one who could have catch Red because he could think like Red. Whether wrestler, you know, back then couldn't have catch Red if he had Red in front of him. <laughs> well, I mean, and and that's the thing. I don't that that's where my brain has trouble wrapping around park is that sure i understand fully why liz chose her that makes sense what doesn't make sense is that she was even there in the fbi to be chosen like she she makes really stupid mistakes when, when it she's comes emotional to- i think that emotional. that yeah. by the time we get to this lady in the in the in the sea in the in the yep in the series I think that those the time to create a character with the kind of detail that was given to the others is just not possible. So I think that they just gave us one. I don't know if she's going to be a quote-unquote disposable character like Mira that they knew that Mira was ending the, the, you know, the run at the end of season one. So we didn't get a lot of her. Well, we didn't get a lot from Mira, but that, that's a great parallel to draw there because we, we've had we had Mira for a season. We've had Park probably about the same number of episodes at this point. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic. And granted, that was in season one. I understand that. Um, but they were fantastic with Mira of dropping little things about her to show that she had a life outside. She had kids. She had a career outside of it. She was just a very interesting character, even though they knew that they were going to, they started out saying, okay, she's gone by the end of season one. I mean, we've heard the, the uh, reports of that. And so, but they still gave us enough to make her interesting so that when, when she died in that, you know, at the end of season one, we felt something. Yeah. We felt something. If Park gets shot tomorrow, I'm going to feel bad for the actress, but for the character. Oh, I don't think that she's going to get shot. I just don't know what she's there. But I I mean, I'm for one, I like her. I love to see this crazy woman that goes berserk and start hitting people with ashtrays. I mean, Lord knows I've had my times in which that has seemed ah, such a cathartic thing to think about. Um you know, if I were in a series, probably I'd be bashing some people with a head with uh, with an ashtray. But yeah. anyway, I, it, it just I feels fun to me that that she did this. I wasn't bothered by that or like, you know what? There is there is there is people who shouldn't be there anywhere you look at. There is there is bad cops, there is bad lawyers, there is bad doctors, you know, and they managed to get along in the world and some of them advance to high positions. So to me, that's like, yeah, it happens. I mean, everybody yeah. slipped through the crack. Maybe she has, 
you know, maybe Buddy feels like, you know, she's kind of like cute and all that. I don't know. You know, it happens all the time. It's I, I would be much more interested in a character being painted that way that she she probably shouldn't be there, but she's managed to get it because she has the personality type like red or something like that. That's able to just smooth talk her way out of anything. But she's prickly like it's just. She's prickly and sharp and doesn't seem to like anybody. And I mean, it's and she delves out truths. Don't get me wrong. Like there have been several times I'm like, yeah, listen to Park on that one, you know. Yeah. But she's generally that right. Only, that tends to be her only point. Like she's yeah. there to delve out truths. And I just I feel like that the team. I wish they'd taken a little bit more time with her. And maybe it's just the way it shook out with. You know, having to replace Mozart, but I don't know. I mean, it's it remains a point of contention. We we don't have a a, a thing. Now, also, okay, before we get off of Park, I also want to loop in Cooper's reaction to her through this, because his reaction felt very strange to me, and I'm hoping that it's something that's going to make more sense later. Mm-hmm. And like everything, if it turns around and suddenly we get something and episodes to come that all of this makes sense i will happily recant and go yep i just need to be more patient i hope that happens because i would like to be more interested in park than i am but cooper is treating park like he would live like a mini which is Lizzie. say what a mini Liz. yeah and which just makes no sense to me i mean the fact that he is so willing to trust liz and hope for the best with liz makes sense because he's been with her for eight years he he's emotionally invested here park is still fairly new and while i understand the idea of like you're part of the scene therefore your family there's still like he is far too intelligent to look at her and go now this is what you usually do look me in the eye and promise me you won't cool i'm gonna pretend i believe you and then act like he does. It's I don't know if he's just so overwhelmed with other things. It just was bizarre to me for him to take that route. And I mm. I can understand him being emotionally spent. Like, I just don't have... But then he should have said that. He should have gone, listen, this is what you do. I not only need you to, to tell me you're not going to and to do that, but understand, I don't have time to deal with your shenanigans. Like, this... This is not on the table. Don't do this. I I think that and the entire point of that it, it may not have been best cover. I I agree that that Park is not the most well designed and written character. Um, was simply just another task force member who gets into Red's um into Red's um. Debt. Uh, not a comfortable place to be but at yeah. least I was like cheering for her because unlike wrestler she went for red wrestler went for Liz and that's not going to end up well for him because I mean red has um, red has a morality to him yeah not Liz yeah see I yeah, we'll see. I, I don't think I, I understood wrestler's choice to go to Liz. I appreciate it. Um, I think it was a poor decision. I could understand it emotionally, but tactically it was a bad decision. 
What do you want to cover next? Uh, do you want to go into... Um, Let's go into the Wellstone Agency because the there's... The Blacklister. Yeah. I Okay. So th- I, I'm glad because I actually get to talk about something I enjoyed in this episode. I, I feel bad when I brag on things. It's It's not meant to be anything it's not meant to be like oh i hate the writers i I love the writers there's a reason i'm still watching as frustrated as i get with this show there's a reason i'm still watching eight eight seasons in and put as much as much emotional energy as Mm -hmm. i do in the show and yeah so it makes perfect sense that they have translators i don't know why anybody would not think about it it's perfect well i it was one of those things that i mean of course and I'd never thought about it, but I mean, as soon as they said it, it's like, of course, that's the way it works. I mean, like, I know in work, I mean, whenever you're working in intercontinent, working globally, <laughs> there's the word, um, whenever you're working globally, you need a translator because you're obviously not going to be able to speak every language for every company you work with. And just like Red said, Crime is an international, you know, it's an international thing. Yeah, business. Thank you. Brain is gone. Like this whole week has killed my brain cells. Um, <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. <laughs> so but, yeah. So it was a fascinating blacklister. I and I really, really enjoyed. It felt like someone. I, I don't know who the writer was on this. I forgot to look before the episode. Uh, before we Katie Kettler and somebody okay. else. Yeah. I don't recognize that name. Um, but it felt Cara, like Carla Ketter and and Kathy Bokes maybe. Okay. Um, but it, it felt like the the writer writers sat down and went, let's you know, gave gave some real depth to this blacklister. And most of the blacklisters have a lot of fun stuff, but I almost like I could fully believe that they have, you know, folders of ideas for this company because it was just so well thought out and so well laid out. We've got for as little time as we, you know, spent with them. This is the first episode we've spent with them and it looks like it's only for this episode. I fully believe they've been working since I think it was like the 50s or something like that. They said mm-hmm. the company had been around. Yep. I, I, they didn't say, but Regardless, like, they felt fleshed out. They felt like this was a company that had... Yeah, they've been there forever. The the, the woman who interviewed Aram was there forever. She's been working there for years and years and years. It felt very, very rounded. I just loved Aram on the field. This was... I mean, this is great because we haven't seen Aram in the field for a while. And this is Aram taking things in stride and going into a full red mode. When caught, attack the other person. This is, Red has done this so many times. Well, we've seen it with multiple characters. So it's it's a staple for Red. We saw it with Tom. Anytime yes. someone caught Tom in the middle of something, he'd turn it around on them and start start on the offensive. Um, Red did it with Wu Jing, like, yeah, if the FBI is here, it's because of you. Um, they, I mean, they've done it all the time, and but it was great to see Aram doing this. Oh, yeah, it's Aram has come so far, and he gives me some hope the poor guy will live through this that he's finally come. Assistant this far. director Mushtabai, 
You're gonna I'm, see Liz will 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 surrender herself to assistant director Mustabai because I, I don't I think Russell will survive this. I hope she doesn't get put into that position, but I would love for um to be assistant director Mustabai. That would that would make my day. I need that to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's the FBI of the future. Is most of the crimes is cyber crime and hey, you ah, know, understands it. But. It just, I loved the nice mix they had and the writing and Amir with the way he portrayed it. Because Aram is a very anxious character. He, he deals, he seems to deal with a lot of anxiety. And who wouldn't in this, <laughs> in this world that they've built? Um, but so he gets caught and you can tell that he's sputtering, that he's freaking out a little bit. But then he recovers, and it's just, it's so great. It's not as smooth as Red is by any stretch. Hey, but it's, he's only it's, being at this for only a few a few exactly. years. Exactly, but, but the fact that he recovered and was able to flip it on them was phenomenal. And it was it was just done in a way that was so wrong. That I was so proud of him, and I loved it so much. It was, it was a fantastic scene. Absolutely fantastic. I, I absolutely loved it. And then when he's translating for for Red and the Colonel, oh my God, I loved it. And he's sweating bullets, but he's like, you know, just staying on it and saying, you know, at this point, I can only go with it because otherwise I'm going to get killed here. Well, I got such a season one vibe. Do you remember when, when Red took Rom yeah. hostage and yeah. was like, I'm going to disassemble and reassemble this gun. You need to hack this yeah. and prove to me. <laughs> and like, I, I had that, you know, that, that same sort of vibe with him going, holy crap. Well, okay, here we go into the belly of the beast kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It also showed me something interesting about Aram, which was, he actually trusts Red. Um, and that is something that, you know, it's important uh, that to know that in a situation, it proves us something very intriguing that I've been seeing happening over the last, started in season six, but it became far more evident in season eight, that, uh, that, Red is becoming the reliable, trustworthy one. Liz is becoming the dark, bad one, unreliable. You know, Liz has at each step of the way done something that that betrays the task force, put them in risk. Red has saved the task force. So it's it's a big thing from season six when she saved them. And they were their team. And now we're in season eight and she is betraying them at every time, like using Aram's signature to get the Centex, um, then uh, taking wrestlers gone, sleeping with wrestler, using wrestler. It just feels to me that we are just going into a complete flip in which the in which Red is it's actually part of the task force and this is not. Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting observation. And I agree with you that it, it definitely feels that way at this point. And I, I think Aram's always had a bit of a, I don't want to call it hero worship, but he's been a bit of a red fan. An intellectual crush. Yeah, there you go. That's a perfect way of putting it. Intellectual crush on him. 
because he, he can appreciate, even though he doesn't like the fact that he's, you know, breaking the law and, you know, the concierge oh, crime. He broke the law on his own. He has now, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, you know, early on, he, he, I don't remember exactly what the scene was, but I remember him, you know, talking about, well, I, yeah, obviously it was bad that he did it, but the way that he did it, and he was always so excited about it. Yeah. it was, well, and it's, it's always been Mr. Reddington. Mm-hmm. He has always been so respectful of him, despite the fact that he's the criminal that they're using. You know, Rom's always had just a very interesting relationship with Red. And they've had a lot of, of parallels between Red and Ram. I, lo- I know that a lot of people love to say that is wrestler and Red, you know, and Reddington, who he used to be. But I think I've always the parallels that I have seen are between Ram and Red. You know, Aram has always had a sense of 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 his own morality, and he has always followed his his own. And they got the thing with with Samar, in which he was responsible for her having to be on the run forever. And Red fully understood that. I think that that's exactly what happened to him, and that's the colossal mess or the fell ruse that Dom accused him of. So I think that there is there's a lot of parallels there with somebody who may have gone a little outside the law, but had had that same kind of framing. Also, it's interesting that Aram was framed in season one by putting money in banks and making believe that he was the mole, that he was a traitor. And that comes in season six when when we understand what was done to frame Raymond Reddington. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good point. It's a wrong for for not being a character that they expected to stay on the show. From from my understanding of it, from what's been released, they hired Amir just for that single. I think it was the second episode in. It was the Wujing episode. Wujing. And there was just something about the way he played a wrong. And they're like, well, can you come back for this episode? Can you? And they kept calling him back. Until, until they made him a regular. Exactly. And so the fact that this character, and I love that, because it's especially, writing in general is an evolution. And I, I feel like because it's such a collaborative art with television and, and features and such, because you've got the writers, you've got the you know, the, the production team, you've got the actors, all of that is coming together for for what we see and what we absorb as as the viewers. And to, I, I'm I'm so glad that they allowed and didn't, you know, just stick, you know, stick their flag in the mud there to to claim and say, oh no, you know, he wasn't a character, so he's not going to be. And they, they allowed this character to grow and to flourish. And I think they've been rewarded. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, and the, the, Aram's had his moments where it's like, oh, my God, what are they doing to him? You know, cough, cough, Elodie. But <laughs> I love the Elodie. I, I was going to say, if anything, it was a, the relationship with Samar. But Elodie and Janet, I love. Well, I love Janet, I love. I felt like Elodie was just a repeat of Janet and like we'd already done Janet and Janet was a lot of fun when we did it. And yeah, but Elodie I, was, Elodie was, was uh, Katrina like, you know, and she was a, a redhead yeah. and, 
and she was a risk taker, very different. I mean, that, it was just, it, she was seducing around, but it was very different from, from Janet to me was a means to an end. Uh, Elodie was, uh, I think that she generally liked Ram and she was just, uh, you know, she was just basically uh, a, a, a take on certain aspects of Katerina. Yeah, I I could agree with you there. It's Elodie and the way that Kirk described uh, Katerina about, you know, jumping the fence and dancing in the backyard. Like, I could definitely see Elodie doing something like that. So I agree with you there. And I'm sure there was some purpose. I don't know if we'll ever see it, you know, come into fruition because I... I that's all there, all there was. It's a parallel. It's, it's a little mirror to a, to a facet. I, I felt like when she was being let off in season seven that we were going to see more from her, but then COVID hit. And I, so now I don't know if they're going to have the time I, I, uh, or the space to be able to revisit more? that or if they begin. I don't think that I did. I, yes. got that feeling. I, I didn't like it. But, oh, I did. I, I felt like there was very much more, more that she would be back. And I cringed so hard. That I, I felt it felt to me that, you know, that that Ram was saying, I just didn't, um, you know, this is Don. And, and it was him who got her arrested. Um, it was it was the evolution of the character. And, and from there on, he was a little damaged because he got a little dented. He got a little dented with Janet and he definitely yeah. got pretty beaten up with with Samar. But then he needed to get damaged, which is different. And, you know, I, I could be wrong. I have definitely been wrong before. <laughs> so, But that's just how I read it. I, I felt like there was more to be had. But there is, whether there isn't, time will yeah. tell. And, you know, who knows? Um, can we I, talk about what Liz is doing? Because this is very strange. What she's doing using Carolyn Givens, which is a wujing. This is another wujing. We're going back to wujing again. Um, interesting. Yeah, there have been a lot of callbacks to wujing. Interesting. But yeah, uh, I actually thought about that during the episode on Friday night. It's like, why does she keep using this? Like, uh, she had passports. She had alternate identities she could be using why on earth is she using something that both red and the task force know about because what i think she's doing and i cannot claim uh any um any of the credit for thinking this it was somebody in reddit i think it was uh simon who said this uh i think what she's doing and i agree i i think what she's doing is leading she's doing a red she's leading the task force to to concentrate on this bosnian war criminal and meanwhile she is she's she has the freelancer there i think that the idea is to lead this the task force to the freelancer in a way she's taking over red and giving the task force cases and meanwhile, she's going to use a freelancer to kill Red. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, the freelancer also has a little bit of a vendetta with Red because it was Red who, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's I, I hope that's the case. I really do. Because 
I I know I don't feel like she's in last week's episode when she gave the uh, the flash drive to Cooper and Aram came and visited him and was like, hey, do you think we've heard the last of Agent Keen? And Cooper said, absolutely not, because he, he had the flash drive. He knew that she'd given him something. He just doesn't know what yet. And I. I felt like that was a nod to the, the, the Liz that some of us loved, at least, um, isn't completely gone. That she's she's still trying to, she's not doing it very well at certain points, you know, bomb in hospital room. But there are certain points that she's still trying to take down the bad guys. And very much, I think she's using like, the bad guys to 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 provide to keep the the task force entertained. I don't think that she's trying to take down anybody. I think she is. I think she thinks that Red is the bad guy. I think that she mm-hmm. believes that. I think that's why she gave Cooper the um mm-hmm. the, the flash drive, and that's why she's trying to get them to do it. I found it very interesting. Nice little parallel here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper giving the flash drive to Aram in this episode and Liz giving him the fulcrum back in season two of Don't Tell Reddington. Mm-hmm. And it's, what do you thought about the fact that, that Red actually told Cooper the name? Because Aram was like, I didn't see the name. Yeah, um, I think Cooper needs to watch himself before he automatically thinks he, Red considers them on the same side. <laughs> See, I got this feeling that 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 Cooper told Red that he has the drive. Really? Yeah. I have a feeling that Cooper is playing a game now. Oh, I think he's playing a game. I think he's very good at playing games. That's one of the reasons I get so weirded out when he does stuff like he did with Park in this episode. Because he is, he's proven himself to be a very intelligent, very worthy opponent. And I think that Panabaker's statements in last week's episode yeah, only highlight that. has that. stayed with me. Like, yeah. is it possible that we have believed all this time that Cooper was the puppet of Red, and meanwhile, is it possible that Cooper is actually a puppet master? Um, it's very interesting. I hope that they're not going to take Cooper away. I know that Harry Lennox has um, a bunch of, of other projects, so I hope that he's not going to be or become like a series, like regular instead of a, a, not a series regular, like a guest, like Panna Baker. I wonder what they're going to do, and I wonder if the, if the build-up they're doing for Ram is to have a Ram take over the task force or, or wrestler. Because at this point, even though wrestlers seem like the normal choice, I'm not sure that they can go there. I tell you why. I noticed that wrestler has been not very active in episodes in which we have no list. So I'm thinking that wrestler may that um, they may be filming two episodes at once, and we're gonna see what wrestler has been doing with list. So I have a feeling that if somebody's going to leave the task force, it might be wrestler. That would be very interesting. I hadn't even thought about the possibility they might be running two episodes at once to try to catch up. I mean, it's, we're, we're living in such bizarre filming days. I mean, bizarre days to begin with, but bizarre filming days, definitely. That's, I wonder if that's possible. 
if they're doing that, that would explain the lack of Liz. And if that's the reason, okay, kudos. You know, that is super creative. I, you know, I actually have welcome to have a little bit of lissication. But I in this episode, it was very interesting because she wasn't there, but she was. Yeah. You didn't um, see they, her. It, yeah. it reminded me of those episodes with when Kate was um, behind the scenes and we didn't know what she was doing. We knew that she was alive. Yeah, but that makes a whole lot more sense for someone like Kate, who's a minor character, than their lead. No, um, I was circle back around before we get too deep into Liz. I was about to agree with you about Wrestler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, I mean, we, we've had Wrestler as the head of the task force in season three when they were hunting Liz. And he Liz. didn't like it. He, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say, is that he didn't like it. And he, he told Cooper, he's like, I, I don't, you make it look so easy. And so I'm a, I I'm a door kicker. He's a field agent. Yeah, That's where exactly. he is good. Exactly. He shines there. And I think that especially right now, especially he's already chased Liz down before. He's he's done that thing. And right now he does not want to arrest her. He's more emotionally invested now than he was then. I mean, he slept with a woman, for heaven's sakes. And yeah. so well, he was he, chasing he, her when she was innocent. And now that she's guilty, he's not. Yeah, well, he, he's compromised. He, exactly. He's emotionally compromised on this. It's he wouldn't be the first man that's been emotionally compromised over Elizabeth Keene. <laughs> so but regardless, I could see a situation if Cooper takes and spoiler for anybody. Um, there, there have been rumors out from leaked pages uh, for future episodes that Cooper may be offered like a Senate seat. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, which is very interesting because I see President Cooper in the future. You know, I might vote for him. <laughs> it's, I love Coop. I mean, like he, Yes, he blurs, you know, he, he toes the line on things, but he's he's a good man. And so Do you remember that there was a okay. an new scene, like a an a a, a set in which Alan Fitch survived? Yes, they went back and he and- was going to be caught to run for president. Was he? I didn't yes. know that. I knew that I knew that they in had that a lot scene, of problems. he says, Oh, this is what we're gonna use to run for president. And I think that that is the guy inside. And all of this may be a way to get him to that position. So he will go from, so Lennox will go from being a series regular to being a guest. But Mm. he's still in the inside. I hate losing him that way. I would would do that. But but plot-wise, it it gets me very excited. I I agree with you, plot-wise, because I can see a path that they could Who's oh, able to exonerate really Liz? Bad. So I think that I can see that so well. I can yeah. see them moving Cooper to senator, and then from there is President Cooper, which will go back to the original way that they were thinking of doing the Alan Fitch, which was having run for president. That way, Red will have an ally inside the White House. Well, this is always going to the White House. Not just Red. Well, you remember back in season one when they were sitting outside the White House and Red says, you know, yeah. everyone thinks the man sitting in the White House, you know, yeah, means corporations something. run the world. Yeah, but the thing is, it it's not just Red that'll have an ally in the in the White House. I, yes, you have wrestler on Liz's side, but it's 
know, the task force definitely will be uh, protected. A task force would be protected. You get people, you know, from being, they won't be thrown in prison at the end of all this. But you also have Liz protected because he can exonerate her if he's president. Yes. Yes. So, so that is, uh, that is it, it, the move seems to me to be making sense that way. So I, in a way, I'm seeing that and I'm thinking this works. Yeah, this I works hate, for me. I Losing, I hate losing Harry Lennox as a regular on the show, but, but it's, it's been, like that it's been running there. Part. I think that it they just got we 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 need to make a change because it's eight season in. Yeah, I agree with you. It's we got to shake things up. We got to. I mean, because lately he's just been for, for do all this, do that, and and we know that there is something that. going on. I mean, Harry Lennox is an incredibly talented actor. I mean, he's off the charts. And what he's had to do doesn't seem to match his skill level lately. Because that's just what the story dictates. That's not anybody's fault necessarily. It's just what the story dictates. Yeah. But I think that that's the move. I think that's a move that works in, in terms of plot. And it works in terms of the characters as well. I mean, by now he he has got. If if that's what they're moving, I'm almost I'm wondering if that has always been a plan to get an ally in the White House. I so to me that works, and that also works for for exonerating um, Raymond Reddington. Um, that would be a depending on what they found. I mean, they turned around and found the. Things that he was, you know, charged with early on. Um, oh, he's no longer a traitor. He was exonerated of that. Yeah, that's true. true. Yeah. So that, I mean, it, it just seems to me to make sense uh, from that perspective. So in that sense, I mean, the to me, this seems to be moving in a very nice direction that I'm that I'm liking, but I'm thinking that that Liz using all this, this is intentional. And this she's she's throwing blacklisters to the task force um as a trying to take over Red. So in a way, Red is almost becoming the agent. Liz is becoming the criminal, giving them assets. Mm-hmm. And even it just seems Otherwise, why? And the, it's it's peculiar that we're going back to Wu Jing, the first time that Liz was undercover. It is. I have to go back and rewatch Wu Jing. It's hard oh, to do. I like that episode. episode. I, it's a great episode. So like, it's not like somebody would have to twist my arm to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like with all these callbacks to it, I want to go back and watch it. I may do that after I get off the podcast. Nah, I got to yeah. edit it. But I may do that tomorrow and go back and rewatch it and just see see what little nuggets I find because I bet there's a there's something hidden there that, mm-hmm. because it's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, I mean we've we've been having a lot of callbacks to past episodes, no, not not just I'm, past characters like Tom. Uh, we we remember Mira in season six, but we're just getting like very often reminders of the past. And we said last week that the entire episode felt like an episode done in parallel, that it was calling back to, pre, you know, to previous episodes. It was calling back to a storyline that wanted to be hyper focused on. And 
the whole thing was the art of the parallel, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like to just, you know, touch back on something you said last week, that this is them tying up those loose ends that felt like they'd been, you know, forgotten. Abandoned, yeah, they were. Around, yeah, they're, they're coming, and they almost never do. Like, that's something that patience is a virtue with the blacklist, because it frustrates me greatly, but at least they've been given the time, I guess, to make it work. But John Bokenkamp is writing this like one some like one massive feature, you yeah. know, that should take a couple of hours, but he's writing this you know, 185 episodes too. of a movie of 185 probably would be to 100 and like I don't know 70 hours or so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't do the mental math. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, um, and so finally, yeah, the, we get to to Red and Glenn. Uh, hang on, before we do that, um, oh. there there was something something interesting with the Wellstone Agency um, when they were all talking about the different languages and stuff. Like I mentioned, Park, I thought it was fascinating to hear. Okay, she knows Korean. Cool. That's like finally we get a tidbit with her that's valid for where we're at in the story, but it's not used as strictly to drive the, the story mm-hmm. forward. It's, it's something just about her character. Loved mm-hmm. that. Um, was kind of the way they phrased it with Cooper for him, like, bumming on sign language, but it also circled around to the end mm-hmm. where that that's why Red wanted him there, because Red needed someone that knew sign language yes. on the team that he could trust. Loved the fact that it circled around that and how valid that was and how interesting it was running this organization is deaf. But mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me what wrestler's reaction. Because this is an FBI agent. Well, and I went and looked it up. Unless you're in the linguistics department of the FBI, you're not required to have a second language. But I think it's encouraged and it would make sense for a guy like wrestler who was on the original reddington task force that was all around the world to have at least a working knowledge obviously not to the point that that aram was he wouldn't have been the clear choice and i think that's probably what they were aiming at was trying to make sure that he wasn't even on the you know in the batting line for that but it just didn't make sense for you know oh just english well like hey. No, you're Wait a, a minute, Wrestler runs yeah. behind cars, Wrestler gets beaten up regularly, he fights very well. I think that you cannot have it all, he just can't speak languages. That seems balanced, Aram speaks like eight languages, and yeah. Wrestler runs and fights. It's it got to be balanced. You, you can be intellectual and... and an athletic type as well. I mean, like, it's but not he a... Doesn't, he doesn't speak languages. That's his thing. I he runs know. after cars. It felt like they... It just felt bizarre to me. I don't know. It's Maybe I'm the only one, but it, it felt off to me. It was weird. Um, I think what they were trying to get across, making it so Aram was the clear choice, um, I, just, I felt like it could have been done a better way and not be questionable there but eh. what it makes me wonder what cooper knew about this case what do you mean 
did Cooper knew that it had to be a rum? It goes to everything that Cooper knows that we don't know he knows because Rhett told him about who's who was the, the person Liz was trying to talk to. Meanwhile, Actually, what I was about to say, yeah, that the, he's obviously and clearly been talking behind the scenes, stuff we're not seeing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's a good thought. Yeah, I think that there is a lot there. Um, that we can't uh, do that, that we can't um, just assume, because I think that a lot of things are happening behind scenes now. Yeah. Well, we used to talk about that when, when it came to the Keats conversation, Tom and Liz. The, there were things that, like, we didn't necessarily hear and see the conversations, but it was clear that they'd spoken about certain things just in dialogue. Yeah. You could yeah. infer it very easily. And same, we're same coming here. to that with Red, yeah, Cooper. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And we finally get to that moving memorial that was um, uh, Glenn Carter's funeral. Man, that was great. I just freaking love it. And I thought, wait a minute, what if Glenn actually was friends with Way? And the whole thing of getting red was the joke. I had the exact same thought. I was actually a little bit disappointed that it didn't pan out that way because it would have been so Glenn to have done that. To have, he, he gave, you know, the, this letter to Red and gave one to Huey Lewis. And, you know, Huey Lewis has said, so Raymond Reddington is going to approach you. I need you to pretend like you know me. What he said, I have to go across town for for the, uh, I have to go across town. I'm like, wait a minute. He's going to go to the funeral. He already was going to go to the funeral. So uh, to me, it's very clear. I don't even have a doubt. I think that the whole thing was a setup for Red. It was Glenn's I, last laugh. I, you know, I think it would still be that way. I think made it evident at the end but if it was meant to be that way but I oh it would have been perfect because it just would have been so Glenn and Red went on the tirade of even in death he's doing this to me and it just would have been so perfect for at the tail end of it Huey Lewis to have looked at him after hearing his heart on the whole thing and that amazing eulogy that he gave to turn around and go yeah you know I knew him. This is what's happened. Well, <laughs> probably not a good thing uh-huh. to say to Red because he's not Glenn. He's not protected. So probably okay. <laughs> if that happened, he would say like, oh, that was so much fun. But I mean, it's, yeah, maybe, you know, get on ground level at least so that Red can just like over you know, the side of Liberty, the Statue of Liberty. Uh, it's, I think that it would have been very much Jelly Bean to do that. It just, it broke my heart in, in all the best ways. It's Nobody was expecting this. Nobody anticipated losing Clark Middleton for, you know, during the, the hiatus. And I thought it was, story. it is. And I thought it was very interesting that they used his actual death, you know, from West Nile um, as as Glenn's. I thought that was an interesting nod. 
And I think that it was a very, for, for as disrespectful as Glenn was, and we loved him for it, I thought it was a very respectful way of handling the character and the actor behind the character and sending him off in that way. Yeah, it was, um, it it was, was beautiful, beautifully done. And what an eulogy about about it was interesting about fear um, that that he said, you know, he he loved life and that was in fear. I think it was it was as much to the actor as it was to the to the character. Oh, I agree. And I I don't know if the episode wrote the eulogy, if James wrote it, if the Johns wrote it. I don't know, but. Whoever wrote the, the eulogy for that, I imagine that had to have been so emotionally taxing to write. So, because they were. They were by the man behind the character as Do well. Do you know that he was only in 13 episodes? Oh, it feels so much more. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> That goes back to what we were saying about Amir earlier. There are just those actors that are able to take a character that is, is cool, but it just bring you know, breathe absolute life into them. Yeah. I can't think of another actor that could have done Glenn Carter. What no. Carter no. It was just, I mean, absolute perfection. So very missed. Yeah. No, um, the the last on there was just a fun thing about Red calling it a bromance. The word bromance came out of Raymond Reddington's mouth, and it made me absurdly happy. That was a that was a um, that was it, it. The whole scene was just, and I gotta tell you, I mean that's uh, that's Spader's probably one of the best action that and and uh and when uh when dom died that was also very nice very yeah. nicely done yeah no james is phenomenal when he delivers that i mean he, he's good anytime but just those and moments those, and those pay pay days of of, of emotion there <sighs> Yeah, so um, I'm intriguing to see what they got. They they are bringing things back, and I think that's when they start picking up all the pieces. So I'm I'm hopeful that it will be you know that it will be okay. I'm still haven't made my entire piece with it, um, but it's okay. It has improved. That's good. I'm glad. It's I I was hoping that it would for you because as someone that's been there been there done that and it's not lost, lost the faith it's not no it's exhausting and because you're you're watching a show that you no longer love and you hope that you can find a way to recapture it and it's i i i think that it, as much as i've complained over the last few years over various things it's at the core it's still a show that and as long as it's as long as I can love it at its core, I'm good. Mm. And so it's, I'm glad that you found, you know, that you're moving back towards yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not going to be ever be the same. Like, I'm not going to rewatch episodes just, just you know, out of just rewatching. I won't rewatch them if I need to rewatch them. But other than that, I'm not inclined to. Um, 
but the 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 characters and the rest uh, I, I still very peeved that they misuse Brimley. Um, that is not something I'm going to be able to move that fast. But um, what are you gonna do, right? Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything else? No, I don't. I'm looking forward to next week's. See if we get Liz because I'm not even sure we will. Uh, we're supposed to. She was in the the promos, so let's hope that we do. Um, they when they released the promo, she was the freeze frame on it. Um, when they released it online, she was the freeze frame. So they at least want you to think she's going to be in next week's episode. If nothing else. Yeah, I don't know about that. I have a feeling there that this is going to mean something, and we're just going to have to be patient about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, patience. Yeah. It's not Plus, my. She's got. She's got so dark that is. It's really hard uh, to take on a on a weekly basis. Um, that and and that I think it's smart of them to push back and let you know let us see what she's doing with that getting a full blast of of darkness. Well, an alternate theory. Posing an alternate theory to that, if she is doing something that is that that might be redeemable, if she's you know running running parallel with herself on something, yes, she's trying to take red out, but she's also trying to do things you know hand over the Korsky or the task force or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that where we are in the story, the general audience. Like we needed to be asked those questions, and we shouldn't have the answers to that yet. And so, if we spent time with her, it would be difficult to balance that to to not reveal certain things. So yeah. that's just an alternative theory. Um, yeah. Because I, I'm hoping for Lucy's redemption. <laughs> yeah, I think that they're filming more than once at a time, but that could work very well with that. So that, I'm hoping to see. Yeah. There's something going on. Uh, I appreciate it. I've actually enjoyed the lysication. Um, I think that also Megan must be exhausted because playing a hated character, and she's been on every episode, or, you know, there may be one or two that she hasn't been in. It's, it's exhausting. And it's exhausting playing that level of, of maniac craziness that she's been doing. Sure. Sure. All right, guys. Well, uh, you can leave us on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can talk to us on Twitter, on Facebook, Reddit, and Tumblr. And until next time. Until next time. Okay.